I am proud to be working with Jean-Paul Gaultier to show that everyone has the power within them to make it rain with pride. Jean-Paul Gaultier has been a champion of the LGBTQ community from the very beginning in 1982, consistently creating a place of inclusivity for all from fashion to fragrance. From dressing men in skirts to the iconic sailor fragrance bottles, right through to being the first designer to cast transgender models in their Fashion Week show back in 2014. When it comes to embracing the LGBTQ community in its entirety, there is no one quite like Jean-Paul Gaultier. The brand remains a symbol of queer freedom, a freedom to dress how you want, be who you want and love who you want. And the gorgeous new rainbow limited edition Le Mal Pride Collector Bottle symbolizes just that. And even better, 100% of the profits go towards the National LGBTQ plus Youth Homelessness Charity, AKT, who have provided over 250,000 nights off the street for LGBTQ plus young people at risk of or experiencing homelessness. And with Jean-Paul Gaultier's help, more LGBTQ plus youth will feel safer. You can pick up your very own Lamal Pride Bottle right now from Look Fantastic. Hello and welcome to this very special mini-series, Make It Rain with Pride. I'm Josh Smith, a journalist and presenter, and I've learned so much from the incredible people I've met throughout my career, especially on this very podcast. And it feels only right to share the amazing words of wisdom I've heard with you. This podcast is all about celebrating the successes of some of our favourite kings and queens who open up about the obstacles and adversity they've had to overcome in their lives by telling the stories of how they found the power to make it rain. This special series is something super close to my heart as it's dedicated to celebrating all the amazing members and allies of the LGBTQ community. I needed role models like these people you'll meet in this series, not only when I was growing up, but throughout my life. So I hope these open and honest conversations also encourage you to live authentically as you and make it rain with pride every damn day, no matter how you identify. In this episode of Make It Rain, we are joined by Orange is the New Black and The Handmaid's Tale star, it's Samira Wiley. I've been obsessed with Samira since I first saw her playing Moira in The Handmaid's Tale, the dystopian tale where women's rights are taken away. She is so sensational in it, she even won an Emmy Award for her performance. But before that, Samira starred as an inmate in Orange is New Black where she met her wife, Lauren, who was a screenwriter on the show. They got married in 2017 and added to their family this year, welcoming a baby girl called George. When it comes to role models, Samira quite literally is the definition of the term. She received the Human Rights Campaign's Visibility Award and appeared on the cover of Out Magazine, giving same-sex relationships the visibility they deserve. I chatted to Samira in the midst of early parenthood and she opens up about becoming a mum, how coming out is a never-ending journey and how she's learning to embrace all the intersections of her identity. I love Samira's words about nurturing a new generation and the freedoms we hope they will all have. So I hope you take as much away from this incredible episode as I did. Get those crowns at the ready and wear them with pride. Well, hello there. How hello. are you? I am doing well. I'm very concerned 
I think I think you said earlier that um, Handmaid's Tale is your life. Tell me about this. Well, babe, I mean. <laughs> no, I'm tell me about this. I'm a very happy, cheery person. <laughs> I'm just obsessed. Like, I honestly think, me and my boyfriend say this all the time. Uh-huh. It is the best show that has ever been made on TV. Like, it gives you everything but ultimately afterwards you have to have a lie down after watching it right that's how i feel about it yeah yeah yeah. yes yes that's what i feel i feel like you need to just like relax take a bath honestly josh i'm very happy that we don't let you binge watch um that it comes out like every week because i would be very concerned <laughs> yeah, babe. I would be worried for my own mental health if I watched that because yes. I I may have seen the latest series. Which plot spoiler? I've got the reunion situation. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I honestly, me and my boyfriend were literally rocking backs and forwards, being like, "I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this is happening." She's coming for the smoke. I can't believe this is happening. Like it, honestly, like it's just <laughs> so good. And I mean, your performance as Moira is incredible and what do you think the role and the show has taught you oh man ah wow you know it's 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 interesting being a part of a show that has um somehow been so relevant the entire Mm. time that it's been out i mean like when it came out in 2016 it was during the uh the presidential election of 2016 uh in america that was um hillary clinton and donald trump and um you know, we had questions of women's reproductive rights, which were what they were talking about. We had, um, um, you know, men making decisions for women um, about their own bodies. Um, and it kind of felt at the time like, oh, wow. You know, this was before we knew who was um, winning, going, to, going to win the election of um, this is like what life could be if like that guy won. Mm. And but it's not going to. Um, and then shocker. Um, so spoiler in case you've been asleep for the last four years. Um, so I, you know, there's one of my producers on the show, Warren Littlefield. He always says, you know, we, we wish we weren't as relevant as we are. Um, and Mm. I, I mean, like, I definitely hear him because like a lot of the things I feel like the writers write in the show, I'm like, you guys need to watch what you're writing. Um, because I feel like some of the things happen like after you wrote them, um anyways it's been it's been such a life changer to be a part of the show Mm. to have people come up to this on the street to talk to me about not just hey i know your face from tv but trying to talk about like actual real issues about what's going on Mm. in our world you know how has it made you reflect on the prejudice women in particular still face in our society today because misogyny is still it's still rife in our society and i think this brings that level of misogyny obviously up to a, an extreme gear. But, you know, we've lived in societies before where women have been treated like this in different yeah. ways. So how has it made you reflect on the prejudice women still face today? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the book was written in 1985 and the events in the book, you know, Margaret Atwood has said that she, there was nothing that she put in the book that hasn't, it's not like she made anything up. She said everything, it's, it's sort of like a... Um, um, she brought a lot of things from history together and put them all in one place. She says there's nothing that happens in the book that hasn't happened at one point in time in history to some woman somewhere, mm. to some group of women in some part of the world. Um, so to hear that this story 
that has things from history of, of, of throughout human history and also was, was written uh, over 30 years ago um, is as relevant as ever now is really hard to swallow. You know, it's like, mm. how, how, how can that be? Um, I try to, you know, always think that like, I'm, I'm very happy to be living in this town. I, I mean, excuse me, in this time, um, because we must be as progressive as ever as we, as more than we've ever been, but it's crazy. I mean, to be a woman now and to know that right now in my country, we're going to be hearing, um, uh, the, the Supreme court has accepted, uh, to hear a case on abortion. Um, it's like, this is the handmaid's tale. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's just, um, it, it has me think about it all the time, you know, and when I'm, when I see pictures of women in handmaid's tale costumes protesting, you know, at, on, on the steps of the Capitol in different, in different countries, it's, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't get, you can't be on a show like this and not reflect on that all the time. Mm. Well, I mean, as well as that, it also shows in some ways how far we've come. And this season of Make It Rain is all about celebrating pride. Yes. And sitting here in 2021, what does pride mean to you? I, you know, I, I, pride, pride, I think, when, especially when Pride Month comes every year, I feel like I try to reflect on what does it mean to me this year? You know, mm. and I think specifically in 2021, for me, uh, I just had a baby. So um, I <laughs> I have always been so incredibly proud of my and my wife's relationship. I feel like we are very intentional about being open and um, honest and showing our relationship to the world because there were never any loving LGBTQ plus relationships that I could look to and see people mm. who, who looked and people who loved like me when I was a little girl. Um, so I think we're very conscious of wanting to be open and show young people that this is a possibility for your life. Um, so now having a daughter is crazy. <laughs> I mean, like if I'm going to be proud about anything, I'm super proud about that. I mean, to be able to show like a healthy, like loving family, um, LGBT in the LGBT community, it's like so awesome. I'm like super proud of that. Because mm, I've seen that in my own friends who have had children in same sex relationships, and it's so incredible when you think like, oh my god, like if when I was younger, if I'd seen that kind of right. relationship and that family in the playground or on TV or anywhere, like how much that would make me feel that I know how much I'd feel like I have a I have a future that could involve a family because I think right. you get in your head that that could never happen right exactly 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 that's exactly right I feel like just showing people what's possible and um that's that's something that we don't take lightly I think that we try to make sure that we're very conscious that people might not see this otherwise mm. um so like we're very, very intentional about pictures that we post of ourselves and of our family on Instagram um, and like wanting people to not be able to say they're just friends, you know, like being able to yes. show pictures of our wedding, show pictures of us kissing, like things like that. They really make a difference, like to show mm. someone that like this can be a possibility for your life if you um, if you're in the LGBT community.
because you've got to this position of feeling oh. proud mm-hmm. and feeling pride. But what have been some turning points in your journey towards feeling proud? When have been some times you haven't felt necessarily that proud in who you are and what you stand for? At the very, I mean, like, it, this is taking my whole career to figure this out. I mean, like, it's mm. it, it, especially when I was like a young actor, like starting out and I didn't have any fame. My thinking was that I wouldn't get there if I was out and open about who I was. Um, so I think that I really, I know that I had like, I really like poured over like, what should my strategy be? You know, in terms of like how to hide who I really am so that I can be accepted. And then if I'm accepted, then maybe like I'll get opportunities for jobs that like I wouldn't get if I just was me. Um, you know, it's a lot to think about. I'm like trying to like figure out the recipe to like, to like mm. get having a career. And the recipe that I was like trying to figure out was denying who I was as a person. Um, it, took years and years and years for me to figure out that this is actually what's going to make me um you know being authentic is possibly the key you know Mm. um but that's not necessarily from listening to everybody around me like listening to people around me that's why some i mean like i remember some people would have like advice that like oh that was like i had like a best friend and he was going to be an actor too right and he's he was also um, gay. And they were like, well, maybe you guys can like act like you're a couple and like you guys can like walk red carpets together and like, um, and then you don't, neither one of you have to come out and everything will be fine. And like literally for real, I was like, oh yeah, maybe that, maybe we could do that. And like, <laughs> it's just a real, a real like journey of figuring out, no, like you don't have to do any of that. But It's not like I just woke up one day and figured that out. Mm. It's really like, Mm. like piece by piece, like figuring out, like posting like one little picture that like is like a flutter of me being gay and like someone picking up on that and like responding well to it. And then me like responding well to that and like, and then it snowballed into like, hey, I'm here, I'm gay, Samira, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think the coming out process is like a continue, a continual thing, like, I feel right. like in some ways, in my own life, I feel like I'm coming out every single day in some way, mm. right? Like, yeah. I feel like there's always that process of having to come out. So for you to do that on a public stage, how liberating did that feel? But also how scary did it feel? It, You know, it was it was super scary. Um, and I think that it was most scary for me and like the most natural thing for everyone else who was like looking at it. Um, I think I thought I was coming out and like everyone else like thought I was already out. <laughs> um, like it was like, yeah, well, you're gay. We know it. Um, but like, I that thought was like I was... my coming out experience. My yeah. mom was like, we know. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> Obviously yeah. at that high pitch level as well. It was like, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it's, it's such a, I think, and I think that that's, I mean, and I don't want to say that's true for everyone. Because I know that, like, mm. there are a lot of people in, like, smaller towns and stuff that it is not like that for. But I do know a lot of people who, like, it's this huge thing for us, right? For us to come out and, like, we're finally going to do it. And, like, we're feeling okay. And then, like, we tell everyone and they're like, yeah, girl, we know. We, you're, you're fine. Like, we knew that. 
Um, but I think that's like exactly what you're saying is that it's so personal, you know? And like, mm. just be, just because everyone else knew doesn't mean that I was okay and like ready to like, um, be even out with myself. You know, and like that's something too, like coming out to everyone else, but also you really have to like come out to yourself in a way and like mm. be like, I'm okay with who with with who I am. Um and that that can be really profound. Yeah, because it's difficult to do that in a society where it's always telling you you need to be more X, right? Yep. Like you need to be more like this to fit into these boxes to be accepted. And that's what's so struggling because it's almost like you have this internalized like hatred for who you are because right. of what society's telling you, right? 100%. That's the same thing I was talking about. I mean, like, what the hell am I talking about? Walking down the carpet with some other gay dude acting like we're a couple when like, no, we're just friends, like, and we're both gay. Like, that is for real internalized hate. You know what I mean? Like, that is mm -hmm. me, like, hating my inner self and trying to hide my inner self rather than shining a light on it, on it saying it's beautiful and trying to show it to someone else who maybe has a similar kind of light who can then be inspired by it. It's, you know, look, come on, Josh. <laughs> and here you are now, babe, wearing that crown with pride, <laughs> like every damn queen does. But who do you think, who do you think has passed the crown onto you and, and inspired you the most? Oh, the most? Um, oh gosh. It can be professionally or personally. Whichever I know. I mean, like, I know some. So, I mean, like, well, I think about my mother. Um, she's just someone who has her whole life been just like unabashedly who she is. Um, there are like, there's been people. There's. I feel like there's always like, um, in some families, there can be like family secrets. And like, mm. my mom has just never been about that. <laughs> and <laughs> like, if ever there's a family secret, she's just like, no, like, she's gonna like tell it, we're gonna talk about it because like, that's healthy and that like is gonna heal us. Um, and then, so that's like, like personal life. Um, and then I guess personal and professional. Um, I think a lot about a castmate um, who was actually on the show Orange is the New Black with me, Laverne Cox. Um, who was the first transgender um, person on the cover of Time Magazine. Um, that woman is, remember what, she's like one of the smartest people like ever. If you just have like a conversation with her, she'll just like drop knowledge on you like bang, bang, bang. Um, but she has been such um, an advocate for um, the LGBTQ plus community. She has spoken out um, in a way that helps not only like her, but like people who are, because it's like, I'm like in the media, like I'm on, I've been in magazines and those things like that. And like, so has she. So like, there are people under us, not under, but like there are other people in our community who are not on that level, who are not being, mm. you know, like on podcasts, talking to people who are marginalized in a way that we could never even imagine. And like, those are the people that need a voice. And so to see her speak out for those people, like that has really given me, um, she's really shown me what I can do with my own voice. Um, so I'm going to pick those two people, my mom and Laverne. <laughs> Living for it. Well, we're going to be talking more about finding that voice and making it rain with pride after this quick break. 
No scent celebrates everything the queer spirit is about like Jean-Paul Gaultier fragrances. The iconic fragrance, Le Mal, has had a rainbow makeover this Pride season and the Pride Collector bottle is available at Look Fantastic right now. 100% of profits from each purchase will go towards the national LGBTQ plus youth homelessness charity, AKT. This will help more young people live freely, openly and honestly, something Make It Rain and Jean-Paul Gaultier are all about, championing this Pride Month and every month. Make It Rain is proud to be working with Aurelia London, the experts in probiotic skincare. This year, I've been learning about the wonders of using a resurfacing product in my skincare regime, so get ready for an education. Resurfacing your skin encourages cell turnover, which helps your skin in so many ways. I've been using Aurelia's new resurfacing serum. It's formulated with a natural retinol alternative, Bacuchiol. Combined with probiotics and niacinamide, this soothing wonder serum enhances radiance no matter what skin type or concerns you have, or even when skin is feeling a bit dull. And it's not affected by UV rays, so it can be used day or night. That's the dream, right? It's got a gorgeous, lightweight texture that gently resurfaces skin to reveal your brightest glow. It's the ultimate summer serum, babes. And because Aurelia London and Make It Rain are all about empowering people to glow inside and out, I've got a special code for you. Get 20% off the entire range by heading to aurelialondon.com and using the code JOSH20 at the checkout. Welcome back, babe. Thank you. <laughs> what a break. What a break. Oh my God. <laughs> we went out, we went around the town, we did the circles, we did the shots, we hit Soho, we uh, we're ready for the second part. I'm a new person. <laughs> we're a new person. Well, I was loving about what you were saying just now, actually, about the Vern Coxes. It's about living visibly as yourself yes. and living visibly true as who you are and in 2015 you won the extremely prestigious human rights campaign visibility award what does living truly and visibly you mean to you um i think it's you know me being me being on that other side of understanding uh you know the journey i was talking about in wanting to hide and 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 the reason i wanted to hide is to gain success right Mm. and to and to figure out how to do that and so being on the other side of that and realizing that actually my path to success, and I don't even necessarily mean career-wise success, but success is like in, in career, yes, but also as a human being, like making, I feel like to be a success for me is to lead a healthy, happy life. And I have found that my path to success is living authentically. And for mm. one of the things that I have that's not every person has is a platform. I have people looking up to me, you know, I have people that sometimes when I talk, people listen, you know, like on Instagram or, you know, social media, whatever like that. So making the choice to accept myself and then just show that to people. Literally, I'm not, I don't even feel like I'm doing anything remarkable by just like posting a picture of like me holding my wife's hand, walking down the street, kissing my wife, like whatever, doing like doing things like that are simple, but it can be a radical act Mm. for someone who's never seen anything like that and who knows something inside themselves that like that's going to bring out some kind of liberation in them that they can also do the same. Mm. Do you think that 
finding contentment in your personal life and in your relationship has almost taught you that the ultimate success is kind of that and having that relationship positive relationship with yourself as well rather than being like you know being on the biggest show like yeah. or being on the next or being what the next thing is or always striving for more is that almost give you taught you that contentment is the ultimate success in a way absolutely i think i think and 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 for me even beyond contentment i think i really want to make a part of my life being able to um inspire and reach people who um have not been reached to be able to talk mm. to like young people who um are, identify as queer people who um don't have the kind of uh access to things that like i have or that other people um you know, um, in media or whatever have like our, our lives are so, um, glamorous sometimes and have been like, like, like I have, I don't know. I just feel like I have access to a lot of things because of the position that I am in. So what you're talking about, like success with career and stuff, I really feel like I'm a success when I'm able to somehow reach that person in a small town mm. and like talk to them, like somehow reach that person then I feel really good about myself. And you should feel good about yourself for that because that <laughs> is, that is the, but also everyone has in their own world, whatever pocket the world they're in right now, you all have your own platform for change, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, if, you, if you're scared, like go out and hold your boyfriend's hand because it might see someone, it might normalize right. it for someone, right? Right, right, like, right. That's right, how right. I feel. Like sometimes when I feel like, because what you were saying about holding, um, your wife's hand, that was so powerful because that's how I feel sometimes when I hold my boyfriend's hand. I'm like, this is like, it may not be a big thing for us, but someone else might see it and it might be a positive thing right. for them. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. It's crazy, you know, because you just say it's like not, it doesn't feel like a big thing to us. But like, sometimes like I'll talk to people and they'll like say like, you know, when you did that thing or you posted that picture of you guys together and like you said, like that that like, changed my whole like outlook on something you know what i mean and like we need to remember that people in um our positions people in your position josh you need to go out and hold your boyfriend's hand all the time <laughs> <laughs> babe <laughs> trust me i'm out there living it proud because i think as well this i think we are at this amazing stage where you know we are part of the lgbtq plus community but there, there is slight issues with spectrum grace within that. And there mm. needs to be a bit more understanding of the intersectionality in the queer community, especially in terms of like, you know, privilege, misogyny, race. Have you, on those topics in particular, is that, is that those intersectionalities of your identity been difficult to come to terms with all at the same time? And how have you, how have you navigated that? Really, um, you know, and I think about, I think, about like every single thing that I am, you know, I, I I always talk about like I'm so many minorities. I'm like a black gay mm. gay woman, <laughs> and um, and um, you know it's I you know I I don't know. There's there's that's a really really good question. I'm I'm really happy to you know in thinking about me being an actor and like this is what I do as a job. Like I'm very happy to be able to me being a black gay woman bring characters that are black gay women to life. Like me being mm. able to tell Pusey's story, me being able to tell Moira's story and show how these two women are completely full three-dimensional characters 
characters that I don't know, like too many black gay women in um, media that are full three dimensional characters before like the time that we're living in now. Right. Like, I feel like I entered into media, like I entered into like the acting game, like right at the perfect time. So I'm able to like be fully myself and bring other women um, like the characters, the, the characters that I'm playing and bring them fully to the screen. They're not periphery. They're not on the periphery. They're not characters that are just there for for filler. Like they have full lives. And mm. I'm sh I feel like I'm showing. And also, they're not the same. Like there's so, the Pusa yes, is so different from so Moira. Important. It's so important. You know what I mean? I mean they're wholly different characters. Um and to be able to just show um someone who's just watching TV all the possibilities that someone can be. Um and like not that a black gay woman is one thing or that a gay woman is one thing or that a black you know like all of these different things um make up who Pusa is who Moira is, who Samira is, and we are all completely different. And that also within that then can shape people's, like the way they perceive people in real life. Exactly. That's what's so important about representation. Exactly. Then it will make them think differently about being prejudiced or yeah. being racist in certain ways yeah. or being homophobic in other ways, right? Absolutely. You, is that almost like, it's almost like playing those characters so vividly and so amazingly made it almost easier to deal with like hate when you come up against it because you're just like whatever I'm living this and I'm doing this <laughs> and I, I'm changing that needle I I mean like honestly I I don't know I I I I would hope so but also like you know like I'm a human being and like I I, mm. I, I at the core of myself I think I do want to be liked you know, like a lot of people. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I like the things that you're saying, like I want to be able to hold on to those things. But like, I I mean, I I, I want to be liked as well, you know? Yeah. Um, but but in those situations, I do think I just try to hold on to who Moira is because <laughs> Moira don't give a fuck. She just, she's <laughs> just like, I'm a badass. Like, take me or leave me, you know? <laughs> um. So, so, um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm trying. And that's, that's like other things that I really like about playing different characters is I do feel, feel like I've gotten things from those characters that I can take and incorporate into my own life. Um, I think mm. that one of the reasons that I am so much more like open about talking about my community and talking about who I am and talking about wanting to be a champion for the LGBTQ plus community it's because of Moira, like for real, because like she is like always talking out, always speaking out. And like, I feel like you can look at my own journey as like, you know, um, and, and like go and look at like my posts and stuff bef like before 2016 when I started playing her. And I would say that you would see a different kind of kind of person who wasn't as, as open talking about things as I am now. Mm, that is such a special gift that you've almost really? been given in a way, right? Really, it really, really is. And I, I recognize that all the time. I really do think so. And, and Pusay's such a sweetheart. She just made me a sweeter person. <laughs> <laughs> you've got it all going on. You've got the sweetness, you've got the badassery. You're just like, like a really good cocktail, babe. <laughs> and I think you're sp we're speaking about gifts and I think becoming a mother is a gift in itself 
isn't it? Yes. And when you look at your daughter and you think about the world we're building, what are your hopes for her future and what kind of mum you want to be? Oh, wow. Well, first, um, it's going to start with her name, okay? Because her name is George and people are super confused, all right? So... <laughs> Um, I am looking for, but you know, people, this like Gen Z generation, I feel like they're just like not as obsessed with the binary as like a yes. lot of like the older generation people have been. And like, so I'm hoping that I'm already like feeling encouraged by that generation, by my nieces and nephews, you know, like I think at least like 40%, I believe I, I, I read. I mean, that could be crazy. You should, you should check this statistic. This could be wrong. <laughs> but like, like a crazy large percentage of them identify as queer. And that has nothing to do with their sexuality. It's just like, yeah, I'm a queer person. Um, and no one would say that. That's not in Gen no. Z. Like no one would say that. Um, but that's just like, yeah, that's how I identify. Um, so I, I'm looking for her to grow up in a world where everyone is, and of course everyone says this, but like, I really do feel like it's happening that people are being accepted for who they are. Just, be, just whatever you want to say you are. And like, people don't really even think too much about it. I have a friend of mine, her daughter, their, their class had to, um, draw self portraits of themselves. And I got a picture of her self portrait. It was like with all these other children's self portraits. She's like eight or nine years old. And it was like all these pictures of themselves. And she literally drew a picture of a crocodile. And it was her self-portrait. Because that is how she's she just like, here is, here is who I am. You know? Like, and I, I don't even know like what I'm saying other than like the, the world that I want her to grow up in is that she can be literally anything she wants to, even if it's a crocodile. Because who cares? Like, that's how... Um, if that's how she wants to, I, I, look, I'm going like way off right now, but, um, the Gen Z generation, honestly, is crazy and I, I love them and 40% of them identify as queer. I don't even know what that means, but like, I love and accept all of it. I love it. I mean, <laughs> I've never had Be More Crocodile, the conversation, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of every episode, we always ask one final question, okay. and that is, in the reign of your life, what is the one rule you will always live by? The one rule I will always live by, I believe, is you got to get up in the morning and look in the mirror, and you got to love that person. Because, mm -hmm. like, if nobody else loves that person, then what are you doing? You got to give that. If you're going to give your love to one person every day, give it to the person you see in the mirror. Mm, I love that. Well, thank you for joining me. <laughs> and make it rain with pride today. You are <laughs> incredible. I loved you on screen and I'm, like, even more obsessed with you <laughs> after meeting you virtually in this way. <sighs> and thank you so much for your wonderful words thank today. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>
the LGBT Foundation has helped over 600,000 people a year maintain their health and well-being whilst empowering members of the community to live authentically. If you're struggling or just need to find your community, I put a link in the show notes if you want to check them out and see all the amazing work that they do. And I'll see you next time.